children are here. Again? Seriously? Hello and welcome to a very different, in fact an all new, all different episode of the Undead Comic Cast. I'm JB. This is still going to be the world's number one tribute to Comic Crypt. And it is still going to be Undead. Why? Because comics never die. But, but my friends, there has been something. There has been San Diego Comic Con. Mecca happened. And I didn't get to go, as usual. <laughs> One day that will happen. But loads of comic news has come out. So rather than talk about all, like, my five favourite comics from last month, what I've dropped and what I've not, and then what trade I've been reading, I'm going to speak to you about some of the stuff that happened at Comic-Con related to comics. It's actually quite related to some of the stuff we've talked to on here. Um, leading on from previous pods. Don't have to have listened to a previous pod. If this is your first time listening, hello. How are you? I'm fine. Um, but we're also going to do something very different after that as well. And I will go on more about that nearer the time. So, yeah. What we'll get straight into is comic news. And first in the comic news is old Dead Eyes is back. In the words of, uh, well... I've kind of mangled the words of, uh, oh God, what the fuck were they called? The uh, the beautiful South, um, yeah. And Dead Rabbit was a comic by Jerry Dugan um, that came out last year. It got to issue two. It was great. I was enjoying it, and then it got pulled and recalled because Dead Rabbit is somehow owned by a bar in New York, and they sued, um, like for millions unless it was recalled. So it got recalled. It got totally recalled. Apparently they were uh, tight. So it's being re-released after one full year. They finally released it as Dead Eyes, which there's, it, it makes sense. The comic book character, the, the way he was drawn is they put like his mask has these dead looking eyes. These two crosses for eyes, um, which probably fits it more. I did, we'll never find out really, I guess why it was properly called Dead Rabbit. There was like, Hints at like little things, but it just seems to be like a, a nickname to do with, you know, to relate him to. Because the other thing is, um, I think Dead Rabbit had something to do with a gang in the in the five boroughs of New York. It related to that, and I think it was trying to relate him to that. But whatever, it's still the same creative team. It's going to be the same story, except now it's just going to be called Dead Eyes. And they're starting again with issue one. I'm going to buy it again. In case there's any changes, and I'm going to seal my issue one and two of Dead Rabbit as like an unusual moment in time because they will uh, they'll never continue, and they may help. They might even be worth something one day. Um, so yeah, that's that's fantastic. I'm really excited about that. That was a fucking good comic, and I got really gutted. Probably that was episode one, maybe of this when that got pulled. So yeah, lovely. Number two, Stranger Things Zombie Boys is going to be a trade or graphic novel. That's going to be released in February of 2020. It's going to take place after season one, before season two. And it's uh, going to be written by Greg Pak, who's done uh, Planet Hulk, um, Batman and Superman. Um, I don't really know what to make of this because th I think there's some TV shows you can do this with where you can go, you can have a bit of fun and say, this is what happened between this series and this series. 
Uh, Doctor Who is a, and Star Trek are classic examples because they're dealing with space and the universe and time and sci-fi. Like, they can really explore and expand on these characters, uh, play off the narratives pre-written, um, and not really do anything that ruins the continuity of the TV show. Stranger Things does not have that at all. And no bigger example has shown of how uh, tight, the rules are of writing these characters and not messing with continuity than the Stranger Things comic that came out this year, last year. I remember me and Chris, we picked up the first issue and thought this was a pile of shit. It was, it was honestly, it was awful. And even on free comic book day, the Stranger Things comic, which I did pick up for the cover. Not, I'm a, I'll pick a cover up, not going to lie, especially if it's free to frame. Um, it was a nothing story. It was about a moment that Will has or Mike has with Steve Harrington and uh, Nancy in the basement regarding setting up a D&D game. That was it. You know, it, like a five-minute conversation with just some implications of what had been. I don't know. It just, yeah, it didn't seem interesting. I don't think this can be made interesting without ruining. I mean, I've seen people already put, we know what happened after season one. It's called season two. So, yeah. I mean, Eleven won't be in it. Eleven won't be in it, will she? Because she disappeared at the end of season one and she's not reintroduced till season two to the characters. They make out they never saw her, so that's a major character already not in it. Um. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't think that'll be good. Craig, Greg Pack, no matter how good a writer he is, I, I just think it'll be constrained too much. Um. Another thing, and it got posted, we don't know too many details, but Marvel posted... Uh, 2099 is uh, 2099 and it said 80 years ago it was 1939 80 years from now it will be 2099 and then just says november now this probably does allude to a new spider-man 2099 story however i reckon that it might not i think it's actually going to relate more to another character 2099 story um, I also think it's odd that it's weird to just mention like 80 years ago, it was 1930, Jesus Christ, what year is it? Um, pull it together, Jay. 80 years ago, it was 1939. That feels like that should have relevance. Like why make a point of it? You could just say 80 years from now, it will be 2099. Why do you have to say about 80 years ago that I feel there's some relevance there? So an older character, perhaps. Like Captain America, maybe Captain America twenty ninety nine, but I mean, no one. I can't think of anyone when it, where anyone's done a real like futuristic Captain America. But you kind of assume it's almost in his character that he won't be around that long. He's he's, an, he's the old guard anyway, living far longer than anyone else. He probably wouldn't. Yeah, that's why I don't go that far. It's almost he's almost doing his character now. He's you know, <laughs> he's. Go back to 1939. He's Captain America 2019. It's, you know, it's already being done. What can you do with this character by putting him in an even more futuristic place? He's been to fucking space, dude. He's been in spaceships in the comics. He's already experienced everything. So I don't really think it's going to be anything major. I don't know. I can't really see it happening. And now I think about it. But I just don't feel like it's Spider-Man. Because... I don't know. I feel like the build-up would be different as well. Like, did you see that? Did, 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 I don't know if we talked about this. We didn't talk about this. This build-up to um, that... Ray, uh, not Sam Raimi. Um, oh, bloody hell. 
who is that bloke who um, wrote Star Wars, but not George Lucas? You know, he just directed the new one. The good what new one, not the bad new one. Uh, did Star Trek as well. Shit, I can't remember his name. He's, um, there was that build-up, wasn't there, to him and his son doing a Spider-Man? And they put up a web that showed a four in webbing, and everyone everyone was like, oh, Fantastic Four with Spider-Man coming back, that's great. And they put a three, so people thought, oh, it's a countdown. But it started at four, so maybe it's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 imagined as a comic. And then it was just a comic of Spider-Man written by the guy who did Star Trek and his son. And you got to wonder, why did you begin at four? What part of the marketing team didn't think that people were going to jump to about five other different places and not get it? And not in a clever way. Not in a way where people go, ah, it was Sam, it was, uh, it's this guy. It's Everyone was pissed off, royally pissed off. I was pissed off. I thought it was going to be a Sam Raimi. I was well looking forward to reading Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 as a comic. That'd be great. And should be done. But no. Yeah, so we had that. Um, what else is there? Oh, and the Eisner Awards happened. So the Eisner's happened at um, San Diego Comic-Con. And there was a few things. The big upset, maybe, for me, was... Tom King and Mr. Miracle cleaned up at the Eisners. Now, that isn't in itself upsetting to me. It's not like him. I have nothing against him. I've got nothing against Mr. Miracle. I've never watched it. In fact, I've watched it, read it. But in fact, because of this, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to read it. Definitely. Because now it's Eisner Award winning. However, he cleaned up so much shit, right? But he's leaving Batman. So, is this not enough to reaffirm DC to go like, come on, just... You know, keep him on for Batman. He's just won. He made Mr. Miracle an Eisner Award winning. Cleaned up loads of the awards. Um, and also, where the fuck was Immortal Hulk? It didn't get one award for anything. Anything at all. Like, even for... I mean, I wrote these down because I... I believe they deserve to win. Because they were, like... Matt Wilson won Best Colouring for Wicked and Divine and Thor, um, worthy for, um, which it is, it's beautiful, the work he does. Um, and Jen Bartel, I hope I pronounced that right, um, won Best Cover Artist for Blackbird, which I think is very deserving as well, because I did buy Blackbird based on the cut. I was immediately drawn to it. Wasn't a fan of the story in itself, dropped it after three, but I was drawn to the covers. Still am, if I'm honest. I still look and go, they're beautiful when they're released. But Immortal Hulk has great colouring and amazing covers by Alex Ross done. And the story is fantastic. And it's, I, I'm just amazed that it didn't win a single thing. It, it boggles my mind. I mean, I think Chris and I, Chris and I think it, it, it's definitely like worthy of some stuff that we're going to give away. I think Chris does... Chris, by the way, when I say Chris, I'm referring to uh, Chris's comics podcast uh, that I sometimes feature on and talk about comics in spoiler detail. Um, it's not on www.talknerdy.uk. He's completely separate from us. Um, but yeah, you can find him. But yeah, um, just mad, man. Mad that Immortal Hulk didn't win anything. Not taking away anything from Tom King or Matt or Jen. Not taking away anything, but just think it was insane that 
Immortal Hulk has not been immortalised with an Eisner Award. But hey-ho, there's always next year. So this is a bit after the news where I would begin reading, um, reading, begin telling you about what comics I've read. And on that note, I need to just do one quick thing. Hold on. There we go. What I've just done there is set up my camera. Uh, hello, camera world. This is the Undead Comic Cast unboxing. Yes, you heard that right on the pod. I'm going to do an unboxing. Chris um, messaged me with a link when I was... I don't know where I was. doesn't matter, does it, really? Um, I hate it when people do that in stories. They try and remember the day and the time, to, like, down to the last minute, and it doesn't, it doesn't freaking matter. So, yeah, he messaged me this link, and it said £100 worth of DC Comics... For 1999, but in a mystery box. I've got the box right here. You don't know what's in the box. The reviews were mostly good. Uh, there was a few people who seemed miffed at a some things in it, but I read them and thought, worst case scenario, I get all doubles or all of the comics I don't want, and I, if I sold them all for a fiver, I'll make back 50 quid. I'd still be up, so why not? Um, I don't know. I think Zavi, by the way, for people who are not familiar, I think Zavi is like Wish or Amazon. Or something like that. I don't know. We're not affiliated. This isn't a sponsor. Um, so yeah, I did this. And then the plan was I messaged Chris going, I'll do an unboxing with you. It'll be great. And then Chris messaged me back to say he didn't have the balls to, to do this. He'd rather keep the 20 quid. I nearly got this spoiled for me twice. Um, Eve said she thought she saw a bug come out of it. So opened it up. And I walked in and was like, oh, this box. And luckily noticed it said Zavi and didn't look in. There was no bugs, I don't think. I think it's all in mind. And then Pete, my drummer, he took, he, I sent the link out to uh, my band and they bought them. And he sent me a picture of all the books he got. Luckily, because he worded it, look at what I got. I knew what he was talking about and skipped it. So I do not know what is in this box. Even though on the video you can see it, it's open here. I do not know that was to check that there wasn't a bug in it, apparently. Go figure. So let's see what I got. So I don't know how this will transfer to an audio medium. But I just thought it'd be dead interesting, right? So, okay, first off is I'm gonna try and keep it away from looking. There we go, right? So I can't see. Is Dead Man Challenges of the Unknown Volume One of the New Fifty Two? Now I know absolutely nothing about anyone here. It's by Paul Jenkins and Dan DiDio, Bernard Chang and Jerry Ordway, all having uh, having a bit of... I mean, I want to preface, actually. I should preface this with... I am a... I'm weird with DC Comics. I like Wonder Woman. I like my Batman. I like my what-ifs. Like, what if Superman, you know, Red Sun, for example. But... I, I do struggle to get onto DC Comics. I don't know where to begin. Like I said, I haven't even read that Mr. Miracle, as I've just said on the podcast, that you know, Tom King's Mr. Miracle, Eisner Award winning. Um, and I'm going to do that, and I'm, I'm hopefully this is going to get me onto it. I have no idea who the challenges of the unknown are. I know that Dead Man is a guy who is dead. And he's a ghost, I think. I think I've seen him in Justice League Dark. So I'm kind of familiar with him. I've heard nothing about this comic, ever. Um, oh, there you go. Paul Jenkins wrote Batman the Dark Knight. Bernard Chang... Supergirl. Uh, and Jerry Ordway did the death of Superman. Uh, so there is... You know, there's some merit to this. We'll see how this goes. I mean... It looks nice. 
it looks nice. Um, just showing the camera there. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So, at the moment, not bad. I would never have, I would never have bought that. So that's what I'm liking about this. Right, number two is... It's this. Oh, it's a Vertigo book called... Ooh! Saucer Country Run. A mad hybrid between the X-Files and the West Wing. Quite cleverly written and covers American politics with a very keen and knowing eye. So this looks like it's based on yeah, aliens and sci-fi, which... Couldn't be more fitting considering that we're all going to do the Naruto run into Area 51. So this could be homework for me. Again, would never have heard, never heard of it. Would never have picked it up. Um, from the warped minds of writer Paul Cornell, who does Doctor Who. Uh, and artist Ryan Kelly, D uh, DMZ. I have no idea. The art is nice looking. Um, I Yeah, I this... Again, that's what I like about stuff like this. I'm So far, two for two. I'm excited. I like where this is going. Would never have picked that up. Lovely. If, I bet you there's some people screaming at like, the video or going, oh, no, that's a terrible one. But I'm living in bliss. I'm ignorant. Next is, well, Batman Volume 10 Epilogue. I have this already. Um, I very much have this already. So it's of the new 52 Batman by Snyder. It's the final... Final chapter. I think, well, actually, I think I have this in comic form, like, in singles. Um, I'll probably sell this. There's literally no reason, really, for me to have this. I've got it in singles. Um, but that's good, though. Like, that's good in there. Because if I didn't have that, I think I would be going, right, now I need all the others. <laughs> At least by the first one. And it is a, it is a fucking good run, Snyder's uh, Batman and Capello. Capullo? Capullo. Um, so yeah, shame that I've got that already, but it's, I still shows it's good. It's good. Let's see who's next. Oh, come on. Oh, then we'll knock the water over. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's by Neil Gaiman. Free Country, A Tale of the Children's Crusade. Um, in case you are listening, by the way, the Batman was a hardcover. This is a hardcover as well. When several children go missing in a small English hamlet, the dead boy detectives are on the case. Um, I've never heard of this ever in my life. Um, it looks a little Enid Blyton-y. A bit Alice, Alice in Wonderland at Enid Blyton-y. We'll see. I mean, I was into this sort of stuff when I was literally a kid, you know. Um, probably not so much now. I... I'll give it a chance. Shouldn't judge a book on its cover, but I kind of do, not going to lie. This isn't something I would normally buy. Like, compared to the other two, Dead Man and Saucer Country Run, I wouldn't buy them because of a lack of knowledge. But I'm going, well, I've got them, I'll read them. This, I wouldn't buy purely because it just doesn't look like anything I'm into. Uh, I'm not a Neil Gaiman fan either. Nothing against him. I just, I don't really read Neil Gaiman. And then, didn't they just do... That one with Dave, Good Omens with David Tennant. And um, I, I liked parts of it, but I didn't really like it as a whole, both in... Well, some of it was a story, unfortunately. Um, but hey-ho. That's probably the first one I've gone from here. Right, next is... Ooh! Suicide Squad Volume 3, Death is for Suckers, uh, by Adam Glass, Henrik Johnson... Uh, and Sandu Floria. Um, yeah. Now, I weirdly think 
think Chris has got Suicide Squad Volume One and Two. I'm not really a big fan of lending books, but if they've if he's got one and two, I might lend them because then I'm this isn't a bad one. I'm with them on that. I've, I've, it ran for quite a while, the new 52 Suicide Squad, and it's really what made Harley, the, this version of Harley, more well-known as well, which they then modelled the you know, the film on. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not really annoyed at that. I'm just... This has the effect of what I said the Batman was. I'm kind of pick, tempted now to pick up one and two to then get into this third one. Yeah? No? I'm, uh, what are we at the moment? We're, we're three for two. Three for two. Okay, what's up next? Oh, it's thick. It's thick and hard. <laughs> no jokes. Oh, 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 hold on. Oh, DC Comics Zero Year. Now. I think I have this already as well. Let me check. Hold on. Right, so I just went and, went and grabbed these. So here's my Zero Year comics I've got, trades. I've got Volume 4, Zero Year Secret City, and Volume 5, Zero Year Dark City. Now, these say uh, that Z Volume 4 collects... Um, what does it collect? Batman Zero Year Secret City. Like, that's all. It just, count, it just collects that. Um, whereas number 5, uh, Dark City... Collects Batman volumes 25, 26, 27, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. This. Let's see what this one does. Collects Batman 24, 25 and all 12 zero year tie-in issues from across the DC universe. Ugh. I feel like this is just another amalgamation of them plus the comic before. This, um, I'll have to do some reading on this before I open it because if, I mean, this is like a £35, you know, book that I've just got for free, essentially. Well, for 20 quid at least. I've got these three out of it. Um, but if I want to sell that, I could easily sell, I could sell it for £20 just to make that back. I've spent nothing. Um, yeah, kind of on the fence about that. Might end up keeping that, don't know. Uh, that's again in a maybe pile. So we're still... We're three, four... Marby. Three definitely happy with. Three in the sold or selling pile. Okay. Ooh, they all feel hardbacks now, actually. Ooh! Now! It's like they know me. I said I wanted to get into more characters, but it's another Batman. But it's Batman... Um, Arkham Knight Volume 3, and this is the final chapter in the prequel to the hit video game series. Which now definitely means I want to go pick up 1 and 2, if I've got the third one. Uh, that's that's interesting. Who is this by? Uh, Peter Tomasi, Tim Seeley. Huh, who did Batman and Robin and Grayson. Yeah, so, you know, we've got some Batman heads on this as well. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. And again, I want to point out right now, I have had one, two, three, four hardbacks out of a £20 box. Uh, I didn't even pay for postage. That was included. So, yeah, we're doing well. We're doing well. Down to the final three. Justice League of America Omega by James Robinson and Mark Bagley. Um, 
Now, I'm not a Justice League fan, I'm not going to lie. I've got one Justice League, the new 52 one, and that's actually quite good. I keep meaning to carry the run on of that. but And it's an unpopular opinion. I don't think the Justice League have a good chemistry. I think that DC's superheroes don't suit the universe they're in. They don't suit knowing each other. I don't know if it's how I've been brought with Marvel films, like just being so open about that they're all in the same universe. But there is something tonally different about each DC character that makes you does make you think would they all be in the same universe? Would they all like coexist? Whereas there's something about Marvel characters that I do feel all have the same tone. And you can even you know, a lot of people say Marvel is a lot lighter and funnier and DC's darker, and that might be why they're all a bit lighter in tone. Whereas there's different shades of dark and grit in DC and Let's have a look at the art. I'm not, not that keen on the art, per se. Batman's in it. That's a good one. Um, we'll give this a shot. It is collecting issues. Um, Justice League of America, 49 to 53. So it's starting a bit in the middle. But it doesn't seem to have like a numbering on the side. So I'm hoping that means that it doesn't really matter. Like it's its own... Self-contained story. You kind of read something before it. But yeah. The roster of the Justice League of America is bulging with new members. But when the villainous crime syndicate of America invades. The team must band together to, to defend Earth. From not just the cream syndicate of crime. The cream. The cream syndicate of America. Coming at you with Dr. Clotted. And General Custard. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'll go, you know what. I'll, I'll put that in the posse pile. It's not, I'm not going to sell it, am I? And, uh, yeah, I've not got it already. Ooh, ooh! Volume 1 of Green Lantern, New Guardians from New 52, The Ring Bearer, hard, hard copy. Tony Bedard and Tyler Kirk and Bat. Um, yes, this is good. I do want to get into Green Lantern. I've tried, I think I tried at the very wrong end. I'm going to give it another go. Um, yeah. This is, this is exactly why I hope to get this box. Would never think to pick this up. It's a hard copy as well, so it's worth it. You know, it's at least worth it showing here. Like, it would be about $20. Uh, New 52, I'd like New 52 stuff. Uh, it's Tony Petard, what's he's on? Blue Beetle and Tyler Kirkham's on Green Lantern Corpse. So, we have got one Green Lantern head on it. And it does, it does look nice. All right, yeah. No, I'm in. That is most definitely on the pile. So we are what? One, two, three, four, five, six for three. That's not a bad. That's not bad at all. Final one. Final one. Drum roll, please. Oh, beautiful. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This Wonder Woman, the true Amazon. Yeah, screw me getting into new characters from DC because, oh, wow. In this unique and original take on the origin of Wonder Woman, writer and artist Jill Thompson shows a Princess Diana unlike any we've seen before. Um, Brian Lazzarillo has com uh, really commended this as well. Yeah, I love Wonder Woman at the moment. I've only got into her in like the past couple of years since the film. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be a poser. She's quite interesting in... I've seen I've sort of seen some animated stuff. 
But this is, yeah, man, what a way to finish it. They've put that at the bottom for a reason. They know that's like the last one you're going to go for. Fucking A. No, you know what? You know what, Zavi? You got a happy customer. Well done, you. Look at that, right? Let's, let's go through these again, right? Dead man. The challenge of the unknown. I would never have bought that. Granted, it could be crap, but I never would have bought that. Brilliant. Sources country run. Like same thing applies. Never would have bought it. Could be crap, but that's the advantage. I never would have bought it. Got it. Suicide Squad Volume 3. Excuse now to get into Suicide Squad and pick up Volumes 1 and 2. Probably good. Not going to lie. Um, Batman Arkham Knight Volume 3. An excuse to buy Volume 1 and Volume 2. It's Batman. It will be good. It's Arkham Knight. Fuck yeah. Justice League of America Omega. Meh. Meh. We'll find out together. Green Lantern, New Guardians, New 52, Volume 1, The Ring Bearer. Very good. Very good way to uh, to get me into... <laughs> I don't know how one feels about this. A colourful and fun mystery book that feels like an episode of Friends, but in space. Hmm. We'll see how that feels. And Wonder Woman, the true Amazon. Ha <laughs> ha! i tell you who's the true Amazon. Zavi. For... That is amazing. And then, like I said, if I do some research, I can sell DC Comics Zero Year and... Uh, sorry, Batman Zero Year and Batman Volume 10 Epilogue and easily make the money back plus some, right? So I've, I've gained profit on this. And then even there, and then there's one in this, in this odd pile called, you know, the free country one, which might end up being good. I'm just being like a negative netty. So, yeah, if you've done this, let me know. Put it in the comments down below. But, yeah, how cool was that? Well, you cannot, uh, can't argue with that. I've probably made some banging noises on the microphone. I do apologize. I got just lost in the, how good that went. In fact, let's see how, um, how it went for Pete, shall we? I can see Chris. Driving along now, listening to this, regretting not picking that this deal up. I, you wouldn't mind. You sent me the deal, dude. Why did you send me the deal? And not do it yourself. Mind if you think I'm gonna be like your little stupid guinea pig. You've got to got to learn, boy. That things always come out well for me. I'm like Millhouse. Everything comes up for me, right? Let's have a look. What did he get? <laughs> right, Pete got. Everything I got. Bang. Good job I did not look. It obviously must be like by area. They box it up by area or something. He literally has got everything I got. Well, 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 well. There's a... That's a little little disappointing. I would have liked to have got something different from Pete. I know he, he lives about, what was it? Eight, nine, eight miles from me. I'd, but I, I don't know how it works. I suppose, like, in America, people don't always live eight miles apart from each other. So maybe in America, when these unboxing things are much more random and sporadic and over here, it does feel more contained. But, yeah, that was that was cool. I wish there was more ways of doing that without it being such a fucking gamble or be expensive. I mean, if you know of any things like this where you pay, like, a little bit of money and you get, like, some comics randomly... Send them to me, let me know. Um, 
I do know there is ones out there. I'm not completely thick. Um, like, it, this is a comic podcast with some pro- comic knowledge. All right, not all of it, but some comic knowledge. I know there is some ones out there, but ones like that, ones where I feel like the gamble, is the only thing I'm probably going to lose out on is time. Like, if um, I saw some reviews. People put that they felt that they got a couple of children's books, which it's possible. I know that, like, Marvel do very children-based stories, um, so I feel like DC probably do. And some people put that they got a colouring book, which, again, I mean, yeah, they exist. I just I just didn't think you would put one in there. And I really thought, well, if you've got colouring books and children's books, I feel like everyone would have got that if they, you're trying to get rid of them. But, yeah, I just think that's a bit odd. But, yeah, it was a very, there you are, very different episode of the Undead Comic Cast. A little bit shorter than normal. But, you know, some of the best things in life are short and sweet. Do not forget to go to www.talknerdy.uk for everything. Just go there for everything. It's got blogs. It's now got some vlogs, as you've just uh, heard. I mean, I've been filming this. If you want to see what I got, like cover for cover and some of the artwork, and see the elation on my face, uh, you are more than welcome to go over there. Um, there's also, obviously, reviews, uh, comic book picks of the week, and other stuff. Just have a check out. Trailers especially. San Diego Comic Con trailers have been going up there. So if you want to sit down and talk to your mates and go, oh, have you seen this new trailer? Head over to our site and you've got them all there rather than having to remember what they're called or find the proper one or make sure it's not got one with some guys in commentary over going, oh, I can't believe. Oh, look at this. Right. So that's all from me. I've been JB, and this has been the Undead Comic Cast. Why is it called the Undead Comic Cast? I hear you cry! Because comics never die.